This is Curly Tlapoyawa, a.k.a. The Hardcore Archaeologist, and we are here on our inaugural podcast, episode one, with our very first guest, the one and only Lalo Alcaraz. People always try shit out on me, and this is one more example of that. Experimentation. Human experimentation is wrong, but I'll do it for this, for Curly, this (laughs) inaugural podcast. All right. (laughs) Okay, Mr. PBS. So, uh... <laughs> you're watching C-SPAN. You're watching... You're listening to Jazz Chicano on Jazz. Spanx. <laughs> Chicano Spanx. <laughs> Wait. So, what's up, man? How are you hey, doing? I'm happy to be here in uh, Albuquerque. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorite places in the world. Seriously, I'm not lying. So, you're here for the Indigenous Comic Con... Where uh, we are both guests. Yes. Although you're getting slightly more perks. I'm a little more perky than you. Uh, <laughs> special guest. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, Indigicon. Uh, first uh, ever Native American Comic Con. Second year. Uh, new venue. Isleta Casino and Smokery Place. <laughs> and uh, it's great. I love it. Well, you know, I'm glad that they're having it at Isleta Pueblo. It, the, the Pueblo just has a nicer vibe than um, the other place from uh, last year. I forget where it was at. No. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I, I'm not a fan of the other place. We're not even going to say where it was because I don't want to give them that kind of publicity. <laughs> and I don't think anybody should ever go there or give well, them money. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. Right. So you're here promoting... Uh, Coco. I guess uh, I'm I'm here explaining Coco a lot. I think to people, and that's what I've been doing. Um, the flip side of my job um, that I took consulting, being creative, a creative. I'm not creative consultant. I'm cultural consultant for the movie uh, Coco by Pixar, and uh, it's been an interesting trip. You know, like learning. Um, you know, how to work with a big collaborative team of uh, a giant project like this movie. It's a global project. And then also sometimes having to explain myself a little bit more than I want to. Um, so I, when I took the job, uh, there was a, a good bit of controversy with people, detractors, haters, uh, and just critics uh, if you've ever seen my timeline online, you know, and I know you know, uh, it's full of passive-aggressive uh, passive. people. <laughs> some are not passive. Some are uh, outright aggressive. Uh, and just a bunch of angry people that instead of, you know, firing upon the real problems, uh, the bigger targets, they'll, they, they attack me, uh, which is fine. I don't care anymore. Um, but they do, uh, it's like a lateral thing, you know, it's kind of easier for us to attack each other than to go at the big problem. But, you know, um, so I've had to explain uh, what I do, I think a little bit more than I should um, in my role. On Twitter one day, 
after people were attacking me all day, George Lopez, who I know and have worked with before, basically just said, Pinchi Lalo, you don't have to explain your shit. And I realized, God, he's right. I got I to gotta stop over-explaining my, myself. The proof is, I think, in the work um, and, um, you know, fuck them if they can't take a joke, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, you know, it's like my grandma always said, you know, fuck those assholes. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. That was the one piece of advice she imparted to me. That's yeah, I, I'm a, a, a longtime fan of the editorial cartoonist, which is my other gig. You know, I'm a political cartoonist, long time. Um, Paul Conrad, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He passed away a few years ago. And he was the cartoonist for the LA Times. We had dinner one time with a bunch of cartoonists, and he went outside to smoke a cigarette. And I followed him out because I was like, you know, puppy fanboying, fanboying with him. And um, I, uh, I had just gotten a rash of hate mail from back in the day. I used to get hate mail from white supremacists. Now it's called the comment section, you know. But they used to <laughs> mail actually mail with stamps and paper uh, hate mail to me, the Klan and white supremacists and other lamos, anti-Mexican immigrant people. But anyway, no, it's just all YouTube comments from other Chicanos. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, and then uh, I asked Paul, I go, what do you, what should I do, man? I got a lot of people writing me hate mail. You know, what should I do? He goes, he goes, haters, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he knew your grandma, you know, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's. That's, I mean, if you are out there producing a lot of work, you're not going to make everybody happy. And we, well, anything you know. that you put out, if, if you're somebody that's putting yourself out there, yeah, you know, which they're not doing, by the way, right? It's so much easier to tear other people down that are trying to produce things and contribute than to actually contribute something yourself because, you know, it's work. It takes it takes discipline. It takes time to be able to, to write something up, to draw something, to produce a film, to make a song, to write a poem, to paint a picture, any of these things that you, you devote yourself to, you put your time and effort into mastering a craft, and then you take that and you put your heart into it and you create something that means something to you and you throw it out there, and the first thing you do is you get a fucking comment section. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. You suck. <laughs> Sell out. Who would do this? <laughs> you. I had some. You're not even funny. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, being a, a Chicano satirist, I've had that for the whole time I've been doing it. I mean, I can't tell you how many, you know, uh, Mecha events. And, and I'm a two-time member of Mecha. I'm down with Mecha. Uh, but two times. two times, man. San Diego State, UC Berkeley. But uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been at events or parties and someone, you know, will eventually would say, payaso. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's like you're bad for being a satirist. You know, it's because we're humorless. Why is everything funny? Eh? Yeah, nothing's funny. <laughs> You know, well, well, that was the other thing like we were talking about earlier is this whole uh, this this thing with Chicanos now or Chicanxes or Latinxes or what whatever they're, they're calling themselves at the at the moment. Um, it's this lack of of sense of humor, this lack of self-awareness, not being able to to laugh at yourself or poke yeah. fun at yourself. 
and it, it really sucks because you get on the internet and everybody, you know, nobody has these conversations anymore. It's all adversarial. It's all confrontational. Yeah. Like we can't just have sit down and, and have some beers and have a meaningful dialogue and maybe learn something from each other or at least see each other as human beings, right? Yeah. It's got to be one person is schooling the other one yeah. and everybody's just sitting back watching yeah. and, you know, making little pithy comments, you yeah, know, like, yeah. yeah, you got him or, yeah. you know, <laughs> fuck that dude, you know, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a drag because... It's it's getting out of control. Everybody's just angry all the time. There's you nothing, can't. yeah. There's nothing that a you know fifty three year old uh, artist who's kind of been around the block uh, uh, a few times. Nothing that someone like that loves better than to be schooled by a twenty year old <laughs> who knows everything, <laughs> everything. There's not not a better feeling in the world, you know. Yeah, being educated by them. It's great. Well, here's the other thing is for <laughs> as much as we shit on the anti-intellectualism of the right wingers, I see just as much anti-intellectualism coming from our own communities where they equate being educated with being white. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm an archaeologist. You know, I'm a scientist and people hate on me for that. Because I took the time to go to college and, well, you, it's the white man's science, bro. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> why are you reading all those books written by white people, bro? I'm like, well, come on, man. You got to, you know, you have to look at things for what they are. You have to, to approach, you know, the information available to us and, and be discerning and analytical and you know, critical it's not like, thinking. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> critical thinking. I don't have a meme for that. Yeah, right. I Are can't paste a meme from an '80s TV show that will counter your argument on that. Mm. <laughs> and you know, it, that's their retort. The automatic retort to anything you do is like, "Well, yeah, but you know, they're the, they're the yeah buts." Yeah, you know. Yeah, but what about this? And yeah. well, what about that? It's like we can't just be happy for each other. We can't just have, a, like you were saying earlier, we can't just have a win, you know? Like a movie's coming out. Freaking Pixar is putting out a movie about Dia de Muertos with like a bunch of Chicanos in it. How freaking dope is that? At least that's an interesting moment, you know? Like, yeah. And not problematic. Uh, I mean... It's it's a landmark thing. Of course, I would. You know, I had people that uh, were criticizing me for doing that, taking that job, and saying, "Well, you're not, you're not the executive producer of it." I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, I'm not. I'm the the low level, uh, you know, um, consultant. You know, well, you're not writing the script. No, someone's been writing that fucking script for five years. A bunch of people." Because that's how it's, it's well, people don't know futile. how movies get made, especially yeah. animated movies that yeah. take way longer yeah. to, to produce. Take you know, this this movie's taking taking seven seven years, maybe add three years for just the director thinking about the idea, you know, and it takes hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, ramping up in the animation 
at the end of uh, you know they 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 said we don't um, interesting thing the producer said we don't have deadlines you know we have a completion date you know like uh, it's cut off like at that point you, it's whatever you have that's your your finished product you know uh, so it, it these things are monumental projects and of course you know they're 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 not going to hire every Chicano, you know, uh, in the comment section <laughs> to come and write this movie. They, they don't gonna know how to do it. going to open it up to YouTube. Come on, guys. Yeah. Just come on in. <laughs> Fuck it. But, uh, I mean, these are giant collaborative projects. And uh, I was saying today at the Indigicon um, that uh, the way I see a project like this, it's like a public work. You know, it's like, uh, like what I mean is it's like Hoover Dam or the freeway or it's it's something, you know, that's going to be around for a long time and everyone's going to see it. Uh, my kids are going to see it. Uh, obviously, I'm going to take I took them to the premiere. They saw it. Their kids are probably going to be seeing it. You know, how many kids are still watching animated movies from the 80s or or Snow White, you know, from 1950, whatever. I mean, it, it's. It's a thing that has a big effect, and so representation matters. It's important, you know, to get it right so that it's not Aladdin for Mexicans, you know, uh, or Pocahontas. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> uh, or po Pocahontas, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, the, that it be done right. So uh, I think... You know, um, the proof is on the screen, and uh, I urge everyone to go see it opening week. That would be nice. Well, and it doesn't have to be perfect either, and it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I've, uh, with the exception of maybe The Seven Samurai, have I ever seen a movie that I would say, this is a perfect movie. Yeah, no Everything same. about this movie works. Yeah. Maybe one, Seven Samurai. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no movie's going to be perfect. And when people criticize films, you know, I've worked in the film industry for, for quite some time. People don't realize how much work goes into it and how much interference people get from the studios, how all the notes that come in and all the things yeah. that need to be changed. And, well, now, you know, she doesn't, you know, the actress doesn't want to do this now. So how are we going to explain this? And now yeah. this guy doesn't want to do this. And, and, well, wouldn't it be better if, you know... You know, I, I, one of the famous stories is when they were pitching uh, Walking Dead, they were like, yeah, but does it have to be about zombies? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that's like the premise of the whole show. Yeah. You know, the, the amount of interference that you get on a creative project, if it's not your own project, yeah. you're working for some other company, you're kind of beholden yeah. to the money yeah. and the people that are running it. And so, you know, you, you see people, I've seen it anyway, uh, directors, writers, like really trying their best to work within the confines of that system and still try to get something close to their original vision done. Yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I think it's unfair to just to shit on people and be <laughs> like, yeah, that's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sure there was something, something good with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be every movie, you know, I'm able to come away with, well, at least, you know, that was, this was okay. Or, yeah. This person was good in it. Or, you know, that was a clever idea. There's no nuance anymore, man. No. It's got to be like, no, fuck you. This is the way we want it. It's like this ideological purity in the Chicano community where 
you know, fuck you, you're wrong unless you agree 100% with the way I think. Yeah. And there's no room for like, well, maybe we could just find some common ground and we could work together. No, you're your history's greatest monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for, like, well, you're basically not Hitler thinking. Now. <laughs> yeah. Not thinking the way I do. And isn't that what we were, you know, going to college to fight against, you know, and to kind of open up and and make society, you know, accept us and and see things our way. And now we're doing it to each other. And it's it's not fun. Well, it really sucks. Because we've we've be, we've become the thing we hate. Yeah, I. Um, it's a moment of wisdom. It's some curly wisdom. <laughs> right yeah, I've had so many discussions with um, discussions, uh, attacks. Uh, you know, <laughs> people trying to school me, uh, and uh, you know, people supposedly on the left, progressive people, regurgitating lines, not only that are talking points, but like are things that Trump says, you know, like they've gone so right, uh, you know, or, or, or so left, or I don't even know where they went around the block the other way, yeah. you know, it's just not even left, right. It's they're agreeing with things that Trump says, and they're using that against each other. I mean, you know, Trump said so much winning, right? Well, he's winning in that little department. He's getting us to fight each other, you know, but, Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast right yeah, there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was going to tell you real quick about, you know, studios and, you know, executives putting their fingers in projects. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible to get, like, your thing 100%. When I worked on Border Town, which you can watch on Netflix now, uh, we had one glorious season of Border Town, got canceled by Fox. But uh, some of the notes, you know, that we get back from Fox or – some of the concerns, like, you know, they wouldn't let us, they didn't want to let us use the word pocho, you know, in an episode. The whole episode was about the character being a pocho, and they're like, no, that's, you know, how dare you try to sneak in a Mexican cuss word into this? Like, what are you talking about, you know? Like, <laughs> recheck your Wikipedia entry that you looked at. <laughs> it's not a cuss word, but uh, it, it was, it was you know, uh, tough to navigate that, and, you know, so many people in entertainment, have no idea what Chicanos are, what Mexican-Americans are. They have zero idea. You know, they think we just, like, you know, crawled out from under a fence last week. You know, the, the, it, it's, you know, it, it's up to us to be able to, you know, tell those stories. Um, and uh, it just, but it just doesn't happen by waving a wand, you know, it's like, no, we it takes work, work, we you need know? writers that want to write all the time, you know, I tell young people that are cartoonists, that are like, what's your, I had a bunch of people ask me today at Indigicon, what's your best advice, you know, for someone who wants to get into this, it's like, well, keep fucking drawing, you know, don't yeah. stop, yeah. don't let people tell you to stop, you know, drawing, I've had so many people, uh, when I was young, you know, tell me, oh, don't go to college, you know, and there were already, you know, probably people with college degrees and, you know, don't, don't do this and don't do that. Uh, and I never listened to them. And now I get schooled by people uh, online who want to school me to their way of thinking. And it's almost the same thing. Like they're telling me, you know, don't do that. You know, I had a, an academic from El Paso, like crying to me, almost saying, don't, take the Pixar job, you know, because uh, you can make your own animated movie. 
Get your fans to pay for it through Kickstarter. I go, a Kickstarter for $150 million? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> uh, and I told the guy, I go, do you, do you, I, I, I said, I've always wanted to work for, you know, a company like Pixar and, and then get my foot in and then maybe learn how to pitch to the studios, you know. Uh, but I said, do you talk to young students like that? You tell yeah. them, like, don't do this, don't do that. <clears throat> That's not how you talk to people, you know. No. It's like common sense. Or at least like, it shouldn't be. It should, <laughs> it's just we're so – it's all backwards now. I don't yeah, know we're all twisted up, you know. I'm always telling people – well, when people ask me the same thing. You know, well, how do I get into making movies or, yeah. you know – and I always tell them, well, just make movies, man. Mm -hmm. You know, the technology is so affordable now. You could pick up a camera, grab your friends, shoot some movies and distribute it on your own online yeah. and just start accruing experience and start, you know. Learn how to tell stories. Learning how to tell stories. And you learn it by doing it and you just do it over and over and over. And a big part of it is I'm a big believer in, you know, you create your own opportunities. So, yeah, I just, you know, you, you see something you want to do. Well, then do it. You know, yeah. you just you just balls out. You do it. There's no time to make other people's dreams come true. Right. You yeah. got to make your dreams come That's true. Right. So you got to just buckle down and decide, well, this is what I want to do. You know, when I went, I was writing a book uh, called Direct Your Own Damn Movie with Lloyd Kaufman and one of the sections of the book was going to be, I, I pitched it to him like, hey, I should uh, sign up to be an extra in a movie mm -hmm. and write a chapter on what it's like to be an extra in a big budget movie, yeah. right? And he's like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool, you know? So I signed up. I was an extra on this Gerard Butler movie. And prior to this, some friends and I had done a low-budget zombie movie called The Stink of Flesh. And, you know, my friend wrote it, directed it. I choreographed all the fights i did the stunts i wound up starring in it you know <laughs> and because we couldn't find anybody else to play the part so you know we shot this movie in like 12 days three thousand dollars feature length movie we found wow. distribution and uh it became this big cult hit you know huh. it's been released all over the world it was just like a few years ago they put out a special uh 3d version of it oh my in, god in england <laughs> Um, this one company put out an anniversary special edition VHS, like big box VHS <laughs> of it, all old school, and it has all these fans. So we did this little movie, and I signed up to be an extra on this. You know, it's a Gerard Butler movie. It's you know, I don't know, eighty million, whatever his mm -hmm. movies cost to make. You yeah. know, it's more money than I'll ever see. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the set, and I'm like, man, these stunt guys have a pretty badass job i think i want to be a stunt guy yeah and so i you know started trying to you know introduce myself to the stunt guys ask them well how do you get into this you mm -hmm. know and just by chance there's this guy the red camera i don't know if you've ever seen the red camera it's like these film cameras that are big now um well they were big then like the red camera had just come out this mm -hmm. was going to be the first feature film shot on a red and I see the camera operator walking by with the red camera. And I'm like, oh, wow, is that the new red? So he sits down and we're talking. And I'm like, well, how long have you, you know, been a DP or a camera operator? He's like, no, I'm the director, man. I like to operate my own camera. Yeah. And so we start talking. 
And I said, well, I'm writing this book. Can I interview you for it? And, you know, at first he was like, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Well, one, I was an extra on this movie. I'm not supposed to be talking to <laughs> yeah. the fucking director, period, yeah. right? But I didn't really care because I'm yeah. writing this book. You know, they could fire me. I don't care. Yeah. So he's like, well, what's the book about? And I said, well, I'm writing it with Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. And he just stops me. And he's like, fucking Lloyd Kaufman? <laughs> Dude, I fucking auditioned for Tromeo and Juliet, man. <laughs> and so we're talking. And then he's like, did you know the Lloyd Kaufman's coming to Albuquerque? Because he had seen a flyer for this film festival I was putting on. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm bringing him. And he's like, fuck, man, introduce me. Oh. So that night he rolls in with like the cast and crew to meet Lloyd Kaufman. They ask Lloyd, you know, do a cameo in our movie. <laughs> and Lloyd's like, and he's such a cool fucking dude. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. But you need to watch Curly's movie. And he gave them a copy of The Stink of Flesh. Uh, and I was like, well, that's cool. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. These guys aren't going to watch it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're big time Hollywood directors. And then I get a phone call that night. And they're like, dude, this movie's badass. Do you want to do stunts for us? Uh, because I had done all the stunts in the movie. Yeah. And they're like, just come through. And, uh, you know, he invited me to a party. They had rented them this house. So I show up to the director's house. And they're showing Stink of Flesh, like, in the <laughs> living room. Oh, wow. And uh, Ludacris is there getting <laughs> high with everybody. <laughs> it was, like, surreal because I guess Ludacris was in the movie. That's trippy. And uh, Gerard Butler and all these guys. <laughs> and it was like, like that. You know, this little $3,000 movie that yeah. me and my friends had made turned wow. into me getting my SAG card, getting into the stunt industry, working on these movies. These guys have used me on every single movie ever since. Wow. And, uh, you know, I'll always do stunts for as long as I'm able to walk. If these guys call mm -hmm. me up to do stunts on one of their movies, I'll always do it. Yeah. But it opened it up. You know, now I've done all kinds of stuff. I've yeah. done, you know, Oscar-nominated movies now. And... Uh, all from that little $3,000 movie. So the point is, and there yeah. is a point to this long story. What's, what's the point? Is the magic is in you all the time. No, the, <laughs> the point of the story is you need to create your own opportunities. Yeah. You know? That never would have happened if my friends and I just sat around like, well, we can't make a movie. That's impossible. Yeah. You know? We're never going to get this done. We were like, can we make a movie for $3,000? Probably. Mm. Fuck it. Let's do yeah. it. And, you know, it transformed into this whole other thing. So, yeah, I think you can raise $150 million <laughs> on Pixar, you lazy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, ev everybody's got an opinion on yeah. creative stuff, but they don't involve themselves in creative things. So they don't really know the ins and outs of it. It's yeah. what I've seen. Yeah. You know. I, I, I've done, uh, I, I've been told that I, I created my own niche uh, in cartoons, you know, and I, I have. And uh, it's it's worked out for me um, because I haven't stopped, you know, and, and also because I'm not afraid of new opportunities, you know, and I started doing graphic novels and uh, just, you know, um, illustration gigs for, for people. Sometimes those turn into... You don't know, you know, what that turns into. Well, I've been a fan since Pocho, you know? Like, I, I wanted to bring my Pocho magazines tonight, but <laughs> I, I forgot them at home. And I have the, the full run, even when you guys went to, like, the full magazine format. Wow. What was that for, like, one or two issues? 
Yeah. I can't remember. It was like one or two in like Might glossy be, magazine. Pocho Ocho and yeah. Pocho Nine. Yeah. So I've got all of them. <laughs> and we used to just sit there and laugh our asses off at like those those darn white kids. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chato and Holmes yeah. and Chicanos with guns. Yeah. We were like, this shit is I don't know. It just to me, Pocho magazine represented like this is Everything that's going on in my brain right now is mm. like on these pages. Oh man! So seek seek <laughs> medical help, man. So it it really influenced me. And then I don't think you remember it, but I was in a rap group at one point. We even opened for you guys. We opened oh, yeah, for uh, Chicano Secret Service uh. at uh, here in Albuquerque. I'm sure I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a long time ago, yeah. and. I don't know, man. I've always been a fan. So well, I appreciate it, man. I, I even uh, learned how to draw hands by copying your hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. And looking back on it, I'm like, wow, Lolo. Those are terrible. can draw hands <laughs> for shit, man. <laughs> this is why my hands suck. <laughs> well, so what do you think the next step? So, you know, okay, so Chicano's getting our feet in the door in the entertainment industry. What's big picture? Where do you want this to go? Like, where's the the Mexa Media Empire? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, um, you know, I, I think we should, you know, be doing it from from all angles. You know, I'm never gonna discourage someone from making their three thousand dollar movie. Uh, you know, my friends made uh, uh, a movie. I don't know how. Probably spent a little more than that, but you know, they made their own digital feature and got a little distribution deal for it and they're they're not moguls or anything but you know they're also working in other aspects of showbiz and uh, I think we as a community we should be trying to develop our own voices and, and then also trying to get into the studio system because that's where the people eventually someone makes a decision and says I like this show pitch that you know Curly gave me about a psychotic stuntman, you know, that fights zombies that uh, are not zombie-like, and you know, I love it. Uh, and uh, it's 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 got to be one of us to greenlight. I mean, we have writers there creeping up into the system. I did a interview in El Paso for the El Paso paper, and uh, it was about around. It was doing. I was doing promotion for Border Town, uh, the cartoon on Fox. And uh, they, they, I got like the meanest hate letter from uh, a, a, a senior citizen Chicano, <laughs> who was pissed off that I was I was dared to say that you know this is like the first primetime animated show with Mexicans in it and and you know I did this other first you know he got pissed that you know he 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 said there have been. Hispanics in entertainment since the 1920s, you know. And I'm like, yeah. Well, what happened since then? Like, like Frito Bandito, yeah. <laughs> motherfucker, yeah. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez, uh, and Slowpoke Rodriguez. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Charlton Heston played a Mexican. <laughs> fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah, fucking like, played Zapata. It was so <laughs> sad. Uh, it was. Marlon really... Brando played Zapata, right? Did I get that right? Pretty sure, yeah. Viva Zapata. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, we, we've have made progress and we haven't. It's the, the ship is, it's, it's slow 
to turn, you know, the Hollywood shit. But, you know, little by little, I mean... Uh, well, the thing that, that freaks me out about working in the industry is, you know, when I grew up, growing up, I love movies. I love movies. Movies, going to movies, watching movies is as close to having a religion as I will ever mm -hmm. have, ever. That's why I wanted to make movies. Mm -hmm. You get into movies and you realize nobody fucking likes movies. <laughs> like none of these people watch movies. And if wow. you ask them, well, what's your favorite movie? They'll name something from the past four years, from the past five years. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever won the Oscar last year for Best yeah. Picture. That's my favorite movie, <laughs> you know? Or huh. wh whatever movie the director directed last, that, <laughs> the project yeah. we're working on. That's yeah. my favorite movie. Yeah. So finding out that, well, nobody watches the same shit that I do. It's weird. You're on set and you can't like have conversations about the thing that you love, why you're there. You know, I always tell people, you're on a movie set. These guys might as well be fucking making toasters, man. That's wow. all they're doing. Just they're just pushing out product. Mm. Wow. They're just on an assembly line, pushing out product. Who gives a fuck? You know, I like money. That's they, their whole motivation. Yeah. You know, I like money. What works? Yeah. Well, you know, and and I don't know if if you've heard this now that you're like the big hotshot in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but pre-awareness, right? So audience pre-awareness. They would rather take uh, something that's been around for 50 years yeah. that everybody already knows about, that has a built-in nostalgia factor, that ha already has comics and toys and all that, and then, you know, we'll just make a movie out of that. Yeah. You know? People already know it. Why should we take a chance on Ban this? Panchito yeah. ma making his movie about yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. He's going to make this totally original idea. Yeah. You know, we're always going to go with that because ultimately it's about money. That's yeah. all it's about. You know, it's the entertainment business. It's the movie business, you know, yeah. and I think they should change it to the business of movies because it's the business is what comes first. That's yeah. all they see is dollar signs. No, for sure. For sure. And so if people don't go see Coco, then you've guaranteed that movies with Chicanos, cartoons with Chicanos, are not going to be made because they're going to be like, well, it's not economically viable. None of these people went and saw it, you know, yeah. which is why I love the fact that it already opened in Mexico and Mexicanos are loving it. Yeah. So, you know, like we were saying earlier, it leaves the haters nowhere to nowhere to turn to, right? How are yeah. they going to complain about this movie now yeah, that right. Mexico freaking loves this movie? And when that picture started floating around of all the indigenous abuelitos watching this movie with smiles on their faces in Oaxaca, yeah, in Oaxaca, watching this movie, it's like that's your, that's the marketing plan right there for me. I, I saw that photo and I was like, yeah. that's it. I'm sold. I want to see this this movie. This, yeah. I, I just want to watch it now, and I'm curious because I think the haters they gotta they gotta hate somehow. Mm -hmm. I wonder what they're gonna latch onto. I'm sure there's something in the movie because no movie's perfect. They're gonna pick out something. You know, that Sholo Squintle is, uh, you know, he's hairless. Why did they use a dog that's hairless? Was it supposed to be hairless? <laughs> oh, no, that's ableism. <laughs> no, I, you know, they'll come up with something. Well, I already heard somebody complain about, well, why is the dog's name Dante? 
how come it's not like a Mexican name? <laughs> so, like already, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like there's, like that's kind of a ridiculous thing to yeah. complain about. You know, Mexicans read things like Dante's Inferno and might know why that dog is called Dante, but let's not try to educate anybody. You know? Yeah, let's not broaden our horizons or think outside yeah. <laughs> of the box or or because it's well, you know, Dante's Inferno was written by a white guy, yeah. so. I have a rule <laughs> that I, I applied during the process of working on the film and advising the, uh, them. If they came with to me with a situation, a problem, and said, is this a problem, um, some representation thing? And I would think my rule is if they have it in Mexico, then what's the problem? You know, then it's okay, right? And you can kind of apply that generally with – like you're saying, the reaction to the movie in Mexico, if they're cool with it, why are you pissed off about it? You know, are you a better expert on Mexican culture than, oh, you know, 10 million Mexicanos that have seen the fucking movie already? You know, come on. So, I don't know. I, I'm, But I, I'm tired of arguing with people. I'm just referring them to the screen and say, you know what? If you haven't seen the movie, go see it. Go, you know, uh, talk to your friends about it, uh, but at least see it, you know, like kind of educate yourself first, then then say it's horrible or whatever, have an opinion, but inform your opinion. Yeah, well, it's funny because I remember, and I, I cannot remember what it's called, but there's like this rule that these um, these women came up with. For like, if they'll watch a movie, uh-huh. it has to follow these the Bechdel test or something that? like yeah. that, right? Um, so I was like, well, I'm gonna come up with one of those for movies <laughs> like for Chicanos, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's got to have Chicano main characters that aren't cholos or narcos or villains. Okay, or that's dealers. it. There's no. So that's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn off the TV right there. Um, they have to have names. They can't just be like Cholo number three, or, you know, <laughs> Narco number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to, you know, not die violent deaths. <laughs> that would be which, helpful. Which was nice. That would be a nice <laughs> thing. Um, they should be played by Chicanos. I'm, I'm kind of silly like that, you know. Yeah. I, I think uh, we've given enough Puerto Rican actors work. Now we need to take, you know, <laughs> our, our roles. You know, let's play our own characters. Sure. You know. So, wild idea, just crazy stuff. And if I looked at this test, you know, I was like, oh shit, I think Coco is like the only fucking movie I could watch (laughs) because I can't think of any other movies. You know, I'm like, well, that one has a violent death, that one has a violent death, like almost all of them do, yeah, or were just like inconsequential, uh, stereotypical caricatures of what you know, Chicanos are, and. You know, it's funny, and it's this one. It's it's the violent death rule again. Uh, that movie, um, End of Watch, with mm-hmm. Michael Pena. Yeah, I thought that movie was great. Um, I thought it was clever and original. And he played in that movie. His character was probably one of the most accurate and honest depictions of like just a regular Chicano dude mm-hmm. that I've seen in a movie. Yeah, that's just like hanging out with his homeboy and talking shit. Yeah. And, isn't stereotypical. He's, he's a great actor. I yeah, think. he is a great actor. Yeah. Um, and I've doubled him, and mm. I need to double him again. Mike, come on. <laughs> Hook it up. 
Ant-Man 2. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he dies a violent death at the yeah. end of the movie. So I would like to see movies where it's just, you know, like Chicanos just being people. Yeah. And it's not like, like what, what, what did you call it earlier? The... Uh, the hermano, the bro- hermano, my brother. Yeah, the hermano, yeah. my brother thing. God, that fucking grates on my nerves, yeah. man. Because I remember watching TV shows growing up where the Mexican dad would be like, "Mija, my daughter." I'm like nobody fucking talks like, <laughs> nobody that. Talks like that. What the fuck? Let's go, vamonos. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. You can go with just vamonos. We got yeah. it. Yeah, and so. These, this cartoony, uh, over-exaggerated representations yeah. of us. It's like, why can't it just be like, yeah, he's a he's a, a scientist that happens to be a Chicano. He doesn't have an accent. And he's just a dude that grew yeah. up in L.A. or in Albuquerque or in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, and he's played by a Chicano actor. <laughs> and, you know, his wife's a Chicana or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, it can't just be that. Yeah. You know, white people get to just be people in yeah. movies. Like, we don't. Yeah. We yeah. have to be something. You know, I always tell people, I owe my entire career to Hollywood racism. Because <laughs> anytime they need to kill a Mexican in a movie, yeah. you know, I'm going to get that call at some point. Yeah. So, even in movies that I love, like Sicario, mm-hmm. it's probably the greatest movie I've ever been in, you know, I die in it. Mm-hmm. But that's my job. I'm a stunt guy. Yeah. But it's always like... You know, when I show up on set and I go to wardrobe, well, I'm either going to be a cholo or I'm going to be a thug Mm -hmm. or I'm going to be a narco. And that's just basically how it goes, you know. I'll even get, you know, uh, it's funny, you know, I appreciate the work, but I'll get texts that are like, hey, man, are you available, you know, on these days? And I'm like, yeah, I'm available. And then it'll follow up with, can you send us your best Mexican-looking photo? <laughs> Should send one in three pieces. <laughs> and I just, you can just hear me like, oh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I was a big fan and friend of uh, the great actress Lupe Ontiveros, who always was super candid about everything and her career, and she. She said, uh, you know, at the, towards the end of her career, she's getting like juicier roles and bigger, more rounded out yeah. regular roles. And uh, she uh, always she told would tell me and she would tell everybody like, "Mijo, I played a lot of maids, okay." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before she died, oh, uh, she died of cancer. Uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, but she passed away a few years ago. But uh, we were at an art gallery opening, and I was bringing her wine and, and you know, uh, hors d'oeuvres, and, and she told me, uh, mijo, when is La Cucaracha going to be a TV show? When are you getting that show? And, uh, and I was like, I don't know, Lupe. She goes, because I know it's going to happen, and when you do, cast me in it. Okay, mijo? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I, I really I regret. I'm sad that, you know, I... Didn't get to do that, and I still haven't got La Cucaracha as a show. But I might have a couple things up my sleeve. But, um, you know, it's it's no shame to be a working actor that has to take whatever role is available. But we can do better, you know. Let's let's uh, work to uh, make things uh, better, more equitable, and more accurate. Like I said, representation matters. Like that photo of the viejitos, 
you know, it's not just about little brown kids on screen. Yes, that's important. But look at those, the viejitos from Oaxaca are virtually, are really, uh, I mean, literally watching themselves on the screen being represented in this big Hollywood film. And that's, I can't think of anything more valuable than seeing yourself well, validated and reflected. Yeah, like and then looking at that photo, the thing that struck me is there's a woman in there and she just stuck out to me. She's mm. got this huge smile on her face. Yeah. She's just looking up at the screen with this huge smile. And I was like, that's... That's all the endorsement yeah. I need for this movie right there. I want to go see it. And to add on to what you're saying, you know, we need to do better and we also need to support each other yeah. and, and stop fucking just tearing each other down and just shit talking each other. It's like, why can't we just be happy for mm -hmm. somebody once? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we, can't, <laughs> we talk shit about everybody. Yeah. You know, ah, fuck that dude. Yeah. Uh, they think they're all you, you you think you're all bad now or what yeah. you know it's like fuck man <laughs> i'm just going to work like you you yeah. know i'm just trying to make my dreams come true you have dreams right let's yeah. let, let's help each other out man yeah. aren't we you know what happened to the fucking movimiento you know yeah. movimientex now <laughs> i don't even know what the it's, fuck to call it uh, anymore tearing down movimiento now the yeah, it's all downward it's, uh, chicanismix Maybe. <laughs> I I had one of those uh, 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 Instagram wars uh, where uh, I did a cartoon that you know a bunch of people didn't like, and and they're like, finally you know some of them got common sense and said unfollowing. I'm like, that's the spirit, you know. Like if you don't like something, don't look at it. You know, yeah, I'm not forcing you to fucking follow me. Yeah. I'm not forcing you to listen to the shit that I'm saying. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, and, and also, um, um, uh, unfollow. Oh, yeah. And then they're like doing these like uh, insults and saying, you know, Lalo's cartoons will give you cancer. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, do you really think that's a cool thing to say? Like, come on. Yeah. That's really that's, fucked up. Yeah, that's just and it's petty. It's and so, and it's it's just like those people must suck. Like in yeah. their lives, they just have shit lives. Like, are you ever happy? Yeah. Does anything make you happy? <laughs> like I could just picture them. They're gonna buy a ticket to Coco and they're gonna walk in, and they're just gonna sit there and all fucking pissed off yeah. and watch the screen and like mentally take note of yeah. I'm gonna complain about that. And I'm gonna <laughs> complain about that. And fuck that. And I'm gonna. And then before they're even out the fucking door, they're already writing their fucking blog post in their <laughs> head. Like, all right, once I get home, fuck yeah. this shit. You know, I'm gonna fucking break the internet tonight with my fucking witty analysis of what this a shit. Victory, right? Yeah, you know, and wow. you know, and fuck all those people that worked on it and and put the time into it and try to create something that they believe in because. You know, what the fuck do they know, yeah. right? It's all about me. It's all about what I want. Well, all these anti-Disney people, you know, they all go to Disneyland and uh, watch Marvel movies and Star Wars. Dude, you know. yeah, I mean, I can't even... <laughs> yeah, there was a point, like, back in the Pete Wilson days, Prop 187, you know, I was like, nah, man, fuck Disney. I'm through with that shit. Mm. And then, you know, things change. You know, I mean, that was a long time ago, too. I don't even remember how, how long ago... Prop 187 was. man. Yeah. Over. Um, 
that 30 years? <laughs> Goddamn God world. Damn world. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I fucking love Star Wars. You think I'm going to fucking watch Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I just, I guess I got to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I not going to watch Spider-Man now. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, take my advice. Don't look at stuff that you don't like. You know, and that's all. And it's funny because that's how this group used to think, right? Mm-hmm. They they would be like, "Nah, man, freedom of speech." You know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. You know, if you don't like what we're saying, we're not going to force you. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. It's like <laughs> the shoes on the other foot now, or something, because they're just not fucking happy about anything. And mm-hmm. I used to think it was being overstated. Like I thought it was exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Because I work in a lab as an archaeologist, so I'm surrounded by all my little nerd friends, and we just sit there and dig our little holes. And, yeah. You know, we're, like, not part of the rest of the university, really. I don't go out into the university and hang out. But I would hear from friends of mine from other universities, like, oh, shit, man, these fucking students are, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. <laughs> Professors are afraid to say things. Yeah. Comedians are refusing to come to campus and give shows. Mm. Like, they're going to get protested. Like, everybody's fucking mad. <laughs> and I used to be like, ah, oh, come on, you're exaggerating. You know, because I didn't see it personally. Yeah, I, I, I agreed with, like, some of the, the kids would say, the young people, you know, <laughs> well, Jerry Seinfeld crying about he doesn't do college shows anymore. Well, stop being racist. And I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, Jerry Seinfeld. Stop being racist. But then... It's everything, you know, everything is like, um, I mean, I'm offending so many, new, a new generation of people. Yeah, and they turn <laughs> against each other in a fucking second, man. Uh-huh. When I, I wrote a, a blog piece recently called Chikanks No Thanks <laughs> about the word chikanks <laughs> and um, just how I just don't, I just don't agree with it. And it wasn't even about the word itself so much as uh, this I think it was Me Too or uh, somebody had put out a video about the Chicago Chicago Moratorium. Yeah, that's right. Didn't they call it, you know, they said like uh, all these Latinx did this. Yeah, this was like the birth of the Latinx movement. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on, man. Sorry. (laughs) Look, you want to call yourself that? Fine. But that's not what the fucking Chicago Moratorium was about. Stop rewriting history. You know, and trying to inject your they, views into the past. They changed that headline. Did they? Yeah, because a lot of people, I was one of them, a lot of people wrote it like, what? You know, prob- problematic, as the kids say. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, people tore into me because of that uh, blog post mm-hmm. um, that you could read at mexica.org, <laughs> M-E-X-I-K-A dot O-R-G. And, um, you know, it was funny because I was reading them and and they were like, yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck Curly. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even know me, right? Yeah, yeah. And could you just imagine walking up to somebody you disagree with on the street and being like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? what? I don't even know your name. Yeah. Um, but then one of them said something that the rest of them didn't like. And so then they turned on each other. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. They're like fucking piranhas. They're yeah. just... You know, psychotic, zombified piranhas that are eating each other. <laughs> they eat whatever's in front of them. Yeah. And, you know, all you got to do is disagree with them, and you're fucking, you're Hitler now, yeah. you know? And they don't want to hear. Uh, it used to be you go to a university so you could 
be exposed to different points of view and different ideas, you know? And learn how to counter them if you want to counter them, you know? Yeah, without like, freaking the fuck out. Discussion and and arguing, you know? Going to parties, getting drunk, and or talking politics, man. It was fun. That's, yeah, that used to be a thing. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know now what the Chikangses do. Yeah, they just fucking sit around all pissed off in a circle. Uh, fucking hate everything. <laughs> They're like the new fucking emo kids, man. <laughs> it's like they've all turned into these fucking like, self-loathing emo kids. I wouldn't know. Emoxes. Mm, emo- I don't know. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and uh, you know, one day I was on campus... And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm walking and I'm going into the student union building and I see a reflection in the glass. I see that there's people behind me. Mm-hmm. So not being a dick, I stop and I open the door and I let the people behind me in. Mm. And they passing through. And the last one was a young woman. She stops and she looks at me and she says, what are you doing? And as soon as she said that, oh, I was like, oh fuck, oh it's God. happening. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening to me right wow. now. And uh, like I wanted to take a photo, yeah. <laughs> commemorate it on Facebook. And I was like, I'm holding the door open. She said, no, you're asserting your dominance. <laughs> I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> and part of me, I wanted to walk inside and just hold the door shut. <laughs> That's, like, yeah. This is asserting <laughs> my dominance. asserting my dominance. <laughs> um. But that was like my first face to face, like, oh, this is real. Like yeah. all the the crazy shit that my friends that I thought my friends were exaggerating yeah. or overstating is actually a real thing. Wow. And when I told my friends this, they were like, dude, I've fucking been telling you, man. <laughs> I've been telling you. And what blew my mind was, you know, when everybody freaked out over my article, I, I wrote another one called uh, the the white privilege of Latin X, mm. right? And just how the Latin identity is his, it was historically it was created by the French to like, you know, um, when they wanted to invade Mexico, they wanted to Latinize the Mexicans mm. and be like, well, you're not Indians, you're Latin. We speak a Latin language. So you're basically us, mm. just to make the Mexicans more receptive to the yeah. French invading, mm. right? So on its face, it's like a colonialist, imperialist term. That, so I don't like it. I don't mm. like that word. I fucking hate the Latino, Latinx, Lat- whatever. I fucking hate it. Mm. And um, if that hasn't gotten through yet, I yeah. really don't like the word. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm like, look, you're embracing this word. You're basically embracing a colonialist ideology. And it's steeped in fucking white privilege and it was created to basically displace indigenous identity and glom on a fucking identity that was friendly to the French. Yeah. And they fucking didn't like that, no. right? And I'm like, look, you got to be, you know, accurate with your terms, though, you know? And these are the same people, by the way, that fucking hate the fact that I, I promote the Mexica identity. You know, and I'm not saying everybody should call themselves Mexica. Yeah. I just look at it as an ideology, the way that Chicano yeah. used to be. And you're not like, like, uh, you know, you're not promoting the, you know, Mexica Chicano Red Road version of yeah. Mexica that was popular a few years ago, yeah. where they yeah. were like fascistic about it, and I was like, 
Yeah. Ooh, they, another they, turnoff, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And I yeah, saw that. that. I saw that, and I basically, you know, through my just lived experience with Nahuatl-speaking communities, with you know, people when I lived in Mexico City, people who are Purepecha, people that were Mixteco, people that, you know, were Chontal, that were fiercely proud of their cultural heritage, but they still called themselves Mexicas because they were part of this struggle, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they're part of this movement of, like, reclaiming indigenous identity. That's what Mexica meant to them. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I could roll with that. And people don't, people ain't down with it. Well, well you know, these people ain't down with it. I yeah. have a lot of support in the community. People have been very responsive. But, you know, the same ones that are like, no, you can't talk shit about <laughs> Latinx and Chikanks. <laughs> and then they're like, no, fuck you. You can't call yourself a Mexica. I'm like, well, what the, what the fuck, man? You know, you, you're using these made up, completely made up yeah. fucking terms. <laughs> You know, and I don't have a problem. Well, Latin, that's a whole thing. But the the Chikanks term, um, I don't really have a problem with as long as, you know, if people are saying, well, I identify as that, you know, because I'm a queer Chicano and this is what I call myself. Great. Yeah. But don't like, and the entire Chicano movement is now going to be known as the Chikanks yeah. movement. Yeah. And all the, <laughs> you know, you know, Reyes Lopez Tijerina, the great Chikanks leader of the fucking, you know, and Cesar Chavez, who led the Chikanks fucking great boycott. It's like, motherfuckers, that did not happen. Yeah. You know, don't rewrite history. Yeah. It's okay. You know, if this is like the new thing that you're trying out, it seems trendy to me, but hey, you know, that's that's your onda, that's, that's your onda, you yeah. know, but don't shit on me for mine just because, you know. Now, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> <laughs> then that's the name of this podcast. <laughs> what the, the fuck, fuck do, do I, I know? know? All right, man. Well, it's been good talking to you. Uh, Chikanks handshake. Chikanks, the, the, the Chikanks handshake. Uh, if you uh, are listening to this podcast, please, please go see Coco. Uh, I'm planning on seeing it. I think it looks Curly great. did all the stunts in it. I that's did all great. the stunts. Um, those clips that you showed earlier today, it fucking looks phenomenal. That bootleg copy cool. you gave me, I just watched it on the <laughs> hey. right over here. The whole thing is great. Um, the backs of the heads so, at the premiere were so a little, little distracting. <laughs> a little shaky there. Sorry. I was but, nervous. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming out. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. And this has been the Hardcore Archaeologist. Christianity is stupid. Christianity is stupid. Christianity is stupid. Christianity is stupid.